Tim and Tom. So this week, just me and the dog. Just you and the dog. No em- Emily's, huh? Nope. So her brother went out of town and the dog's- left the kid. Huh? The dog's brother. You know, I don't know. Hey, you know, that's funny because, you know, the term dog mom, like I'm a dog mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I like to say to those people? Yeah. You know who also is the dog mom? Uh, the dog mom. The dog's mom. Yeah. You're a dog kidnapper. Yeah. Did you give birth to that dog mom? Yeah. So uh, Emily's brother went out of town, left the kids with uh, grandparents, but there's three of them, right? Two six-year-olds and then an infant who is teething. Ooh, yikes. Okay. Grandparents so, are how old? Are these like old grandparents or are these like no, hip grandparents? Yeah. Uh, they're not like, uh, they're mid range gramps. They're still working consistently. Right. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're in shape, it's not like they can't handle it, but still three of them is right. a lot. That's a lot, man. Be a lot for me. And, yeah. And so she is, uh, up there and, uh, it's me and old Josephine this week. Uh-huh. I, uh, I was left with kids this weekend. So, uh, your own or just some other ones? Some others. And not really. I mean, not really. I, I probably overreacted. So my wife says, uh, hey, our friend, you know, her one of her longtime friends that we talk about, is coming up with her husband. They're going to go to a concert at the amphitheater right down here by the house. Uh, it's uh, like a Red Dirt Country concert. They want to know if we want to go. And I was like, no. Uh, no. You know, like, I mean, if they want to go out, sure. You know, wasn't really my bag. But she was like, you know what? She was like, we're really not floating in money right now, so we'll just tell them no, but they can come, you know, if they need a place to stay, they can, you know, come back here after the concert or something, right? And then her her friend was like, okay, well, I'm going to ask my sister, too, because she's a twin. And then her sister calls and goes, hey, I bought two tickets. And she was like, but I don't got anybody to go with, so you should come with me. My wife's like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? So she's like, I mean, I guess I'll go. And she was like, and then, so she's going to drop her kids off, and then and I was like, Wait a minute! Now I'm the adult left out, and the kids are getting dropped off here. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys go to a yep. concert? I was like, this sucks. I was like, this sounds like you planned it. I think this is you guys are leaving me out. I smell bad. Something's wrong. What's going on? Right? You know what I mean? Like, and maybe not to that extreme, but you know what I mean. You're kind of like, hey, wait a minute. At the end of the day, this is kind of screwed up, right? So then we, you know, at the end, I was like, she was like, well, we can go buy you a ticket to the concert, and I was like, nah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> Never mind. We'll just let it be, right? Bring the kids over. Yeah. And I ended up going hanging out at a friend's house too, anyway, because the kids were old enough to. When I was fourteen, you know what I mean, like, and they're longtime family members. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I had kind of a similar thing, you know. I was like, hey, wait a minute, I'm getting left with kids here. Yeah, and it's tough because even though I've lived here for a year, it still doesn't feel like my place. And so we hear, you know, little cracks and noises and stuff. And I'm like, where is that coming from? Right. You, you said you had a and shooting so, out there. There was a shooting, like right at the corner of uh, our uh, street, right by Jacob's Wells, Jacob's Wells Church, did, if you guys know where that is. Did you uh, not have his money? Is that what the... Well, you know what's crazy is so Jacob's Well is on our dog route. Okay. So we typically walk that route. And after SmackDown on Tuesday night, yep. uh, ends at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, the one true time zone. And I was... I was going to be like, okay, you know, me and Joe, we need to go for a walk. And then I grabbed the leash and Joe was just like, nah, I'm out now. Nah, I'm tired. And I was like, you know, me too. 
Me too, Josephine. I'm tired. So then I put the leash up. I'm shutting all the lights off. And I was like, let's just go to bed. And Joe's like, yeah. I'm talking for a dog now. She's like, yeah. So we go and we're walking up the stairs. Boom, 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 boom. And then all of a sudden we hear pop, 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 pop. Oh, a lot of them, huh? It was about five, five to seven, somewhere in there. And I was like, well, what is that? And Josephine said, those are gunshots and we're under attack. So she sprints back down the stairs, gets in the window, says, yeah, bring it, you know. And so now I'm nervous because I don't know where that's coming from. And Josephine is drawing attraction to our house. And so then I was like, get up there, get upstairs, Joe. And I like cuddled her and I walked her up the stairs and she was like licking my face. She's like, you love me. And I'm like, I do love you. Get out of here. Yeah. Go to bed. You rascal. (laughs) Yeah. And then I walked back downstairs and it felt that it was so close that I was like, I should look around. So I looked around, no gunshots. I saw, you know, my car, all the windows were in. Yeah, body was fine. Uh, never heard sirens, so that was weird. But we're in the Facebook group watch or, you know, what a neighborhood group watch yeah, or whatever yeah. that's called. And everyone just, did you hear that? Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. We're all going to die. Probably what somebody I mean, said. Yeah. So I've been a little apprehensive to go on that walk uh, yeah. when the sun goes down. Sounds like a treadmill kind of a night for the next couple nights. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do for Josephine's exercise. Ah, speaking, <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a rower. I can teach her how to row. Uh, yeah, there you go. That would be good. A good dog row. Yeah, that's what we need. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of exercise, I went. So I, I'm doing CrossFit. Yeah. Had my first real CrossFit workout since surgery. Holy oh, crap! Yeah. yeah. So it's called Glint. It's a hero workout, and if you're not familiar with uh, CrossFit. And hero workouts. Hero workouts are named for uh, men or women who have died in the line of duty, whether that be a cop, some type of military, whatever it is. This one's called Glenn. Glenn uh, died in Benghazi in that attack. And the workout is hell. Here's the workout. 30 clean and jerks at whatever weight you want. I did 65 pounds. So the barbell and then two tens on each side, right? 30 of those. Then a 1,600-meter run. Then 10 rope climbs. And not like the rope climbs where I'm climbing up the rope. Uh, it, what it is is you're standing, you're holding the rope, you climb down and then lay your back on the ground, and then you climb back up to standing. Oh. And that's one. And did 10 of those. Jeez. Then another 1,600-meter run. And then 80, 8 zero, 80 burpees. That's so much. 36 minutes it took me to do this. It was hell. And a lot, man. I, I'm, try, I'm writing it all down because I was like trying to fathom because I've been working out some myself and I'm reaching a point where I like need to start figuring out something, you know, like I'm do that. The limits on, yeah, I'm reaching the limits on what I'm doing now that I'm like, okay, they got to go buy heavier weights. Or I got to start doing something different, right? Like, Try that one. 36 minute time cap. I literally finished. Right well, at 30. Clean and jerks. Yeah, I got to bust the bar out. I don't have my big bar out. And then, um, so you have dumbbells? Run. Yeah, I do have dumbbells. Just use two dumbbells in your I've hand. Got I've got two 30s. I've got two 30s. Yeah, because all you have to do is is clean it and get to your shoulders and then press it up and then come back down, go to your hip, come back up, press it over. Bow. All standing, huh? You're just standing there? Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Okay. Those were the, the enhanced radios. I can't so, do here, though. 
Yeah, you could do you could do uh, air squats. Air squats. A run I've got. I could just map that out and yep. land. And then eighty burpees. How much is sixteen hundred meters in American? That God. is <laughs> in American. Tom, uh, did you do anything fun this weekend, man? Uh, after after getting left at home by all of my friends. Uh, then mm-hmm. they called me and they were like, hey, look, we're leaving this concert early. We want to go to a bar. You want to go out? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys love me now? Absolutely. And they're like, cool. Are you going to be able to drive? I was like, really? Really? No, Wait a minute. Where would the, the kids DD, be then? I'm the DD. They're at the house. So there's so two I mean- 14-year-olds and then um, and then the other kids are like 11 and then 7. And I mean, this is all, you know. Well, then why didn't you go to the concert? Well, I didn't want to buy the ticket to go to that concert. Oh, okay. So concert. you're just using the kids. I went to like, a oh. friend's house for a while and then and then came uh, back. And then they were like, hey, we're leaving the concert. Because I figured they'd be at the concert all night, right? Like 10, 11 right. midnight. Come back, we'd drink a few beers, go to sleep or whatever. Uh, it was like around 10, I think. They were like, hey, you know what? We saw who we came to see. Uh, you know, we're leaving. You want to go? Who was that? I don't even know. I don't remember. The, something Troubadours. I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to make fun of it, but never I don't, mind. You know what? I mean, look, I, I listen to some country. We talk about this, uh, but they, man, yeah. uh, while they were, <laughs> while they were getting, yeah, right. So they were, they were, why are you laughing at me? So they were playing <laughs> some So listen, I listen to some country. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> they, there's a lot of good country now. So they, um, <laughs> they put this, uh, stuff on the Pandora, the Pandora, uh, well, I had on like some dance hip hop, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like I had some good stuff rolling. I'm, I'm just dancing around there. Like, Oh, we should play who we're going to see. And I was like, yeah, let me hear these. And about it one song until I was like, mm, Nope, we could switch back now. I like, I would like to not listen to this now. So I'm kind of glad I didn't go to that. Um, but then we get to go out and hang out at the bar. We, we went to a restaurant, had a few appetizers and some drinks and stuff and just hung out with some friends. Uh, and that was the extent of the weekend other than doing just work, work, work here at, at the ranch, man. Were you listening to country music while you did it? No, I, I know. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. I've been listening to, you know, I've been listening to is, um, you'll like this as a wrestling fan, is a bunch of rap, uh, a bunch of rappers from the San Francisco Bay Area uh, called HBK Gang, I guess they call themselves. HBK something. Or oh, get out of here. Uh-huh. Is Problem. it ripping off Shawn Michaels? No, I mean, they don't rip them off. That's just what they call themselves, HBK. Um, Why? But it is heartbreaking. I'm sure they're wrestling fans. Um, I haven't dug too much into their history or anything, but their music is really good. Problem is one guy's name, and then uh, I Am Sue is another one. Um, Sage, the Gemini, you've heard of him probably. Uh, nope. Out there. Um, G-Eazy hangs out with him, runs with him. I don't know if he's part of the crew or whatever. I have to look into who all's into that, but a lot of that on the Pandora. I was listening to that. Pandora. Yep. Mm-hmm. West Coast Damn. rap, as it were. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Out here on the ranch, listening to some West Coast rap out here on my ranch in Northeast Kansas. Tom, welcome to the future. Yeah, I don't like that future at all. Hey, Cold speaking of the spread. future, uh, what I did is I went to my first ever um, political rally. Yeah. Never went to one before. Mm-hmm. So I live in Kansas City, yep. as you guys have uh, just heard. Uh, I'm assuming that Jason Kander is going to win mayor. I feel like he has all the money in the world. He seems to be a likable guy. This is a very progressive city. He checks all the boxes off for all of those progressive uh, desires. 
feels like that's just a, a home run for yep. old Jason Kander. Knock it out so, so I look Bear at it and I go, Kander. well, let's see this. Let's see what he has to say. So it was at the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame, which I thought it was a little bit pandering, but then I found out he's on the board of the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame. So maybe that checks out, but yeah. here, neither here nor there. Um, but I went to the political event and it was at the Negro league baseball hall of fame really felt sorry for the people who were actually going to the Negro league baseball hall of fame. There was a few people that were wearing like Cincinnati, uh, reds hats. Mm. And then there was a couple that were wearing, uh, Mets hats and a Mets t-shirt. And I realized they were like really looking at all the artifacts. I mean, studying, uh, the satchel pays page, the Josh Gibson and all of that. And you know, all of these political, signs and stuff for candor and it dawned on me oh these people are, are here for the actual museum yeah. <laughs> that stinks right yeah uh, and so uh they were they were fine they were cordial no one seemed to be oh, that upset sure. but that's always uh, if you're there you're paying tickets you're like oh i've been waiting to see this i think it's free i think oh, okay. it's free right okay. i don't know if that's true or not because i walked in it just you know walk in so i don't know if negro league baseball hall of fame is oh, free so they're lucky uh, for you no, everyone walked in. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yes. uh, so, yeah, uh, we, I heard him speak. Uh, former Mayor Kay Barnes was there. Kay Barnes, for anyone uh, who doesn't know what she looks like, just look for any assistant manager at Joanne's. That's exactly <laughs> Kay Barnes. She dresses like that every single time. I like that. Every single time. That's a good description. Yeah. I like that. That is, that is Kay Barnes like in a that. nutshell. Uh, but she was there. She had a, a nice speech, and then Kander got up there. He uh, spoke his words. They were all very good. Uh, checked out with me. Seems like he's a you, good guy. You personally, uh, initially when I, I had sent you that he was running, you uh, your initial reaction, I think, was that you didn't think it was necessarily a good move. You still think that, or do you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anymore. And not How to get you know? down the rabbit hole. You know? Well, but not to get down the rabbit hole, but generally speaking, Trump has screwed everything up. Yeah. The, there was a protocol of you do this, you do this, you do this, and then you're groomed to do that, right? right. And he just said, nah, which whether that's good or bad, we'll find out with other candidates that uh, follow him. But he's so to say what Candor's doing now is whether it's right or wrong, I don't know anymore because we have a reality game show host as a president. So who knows? A narcissistic, uh, uh, paranoid loon uh, loon with dementia, yeah, with dementia, dementia. Uh, game show reality host. Uh, right. So, uh, uh, but I did get a chance to meet candor and he did. He, so he does a podcast called majority 54 that I listen to. Not as good to. as this one, but yeah, I, yeah, it, it's actually not. Uh, it's not but, he had a guy that was on for the uh, oh dang it I, I blinked as soon as I was about to say it the the local fast food uh, workers who are wanting uh, a oh, minimum yeah, of fifteen dollars an hour yeah fight for fifteen that's what it's called he had one of the I guess organizers of fight for fifteen on the podcast and completely full disclosure I was very much against the whole fight for fifteen right mm-hmm. I just thought no I make. You know, right. let's say let's say I make eighteen dollars an hour. The minimum wage is seven ninety right. an hour. You bump that up to fifteen dollars an hour. Well, I go from comfortably living 
you know, and being okay to now I'm back in with all these other people right. that were all because, you know, businesses will raise prices and yada, yada, yada. And I don't necessarily, I'm not off of that horse yet. However, I'm looking at other horses and entertaining the idea that maybe fight for 15 is okay. Right. So I met Kander and can, uh, after a speech, so he's shaking hands and stuff. And he, I walk up to him. I go, hey, wonderful speech. He goes, oh, thank you. What's your name? I said, my name's Thomas. He goes, thanks for coming out. I go, thank you. I go, I like your podcast. He goes, oh, really? That's great. I go, this last episode, I thought I was going to disagree. And uh, your guest changed my mind. Maybe. That's what I said. I go, right. maybe. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, he's good. He's good. I, he goes, I recommend you visit that website then. I was like, I might. He says, you want to take a picture? I said, sure. Right. <laughs> There's 900 like, other people. You're like, all right, me. but don't tag me. All right. Uh, you know, I yeah. and yes, yeah, so we could have some talks. I think we have had some talks about 5 for 15. I mean, it, without getting into that, because that just sounds like a political, you know, bleh. But, well, um, it, you it, know. I understand it. So I well, let's talk about it a little bit. Why not? Uh, it's a It's a current topic. Mm-hmm. I understand it from this aspect. And I think we actually had this conversation on – uh, maybe Spanish announce table maybe. where I think, I think that was where we had the conversation. Anyhow. Show. Yeah. It's a pretty great show. Yeah, pro wrestling cool show. Yeah. Uh, but what I remember us talking about and what I think we came to the common agreement on is, you know, if you get a job, you should, you shouldn't have to get three jobs to live. Right, right? Right, right. So regardless of what that job is, you should be, uh, able to live in the city that you're working in. And that's where I'm a hundred percent on with Mm -hmm. the, Hey, you know, whatever your background is, right. You got pregnant in high school, you dropped out because you know, your family was poor. So you also had to get a job and now you're working your way up, whatever that, whatever that cause is, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you fall on hard times where you get a minimum wage job, right? but that doesn't mean you should have to get three jobs just because right. And have a side hustle and, you know, right. right. All this other stuff you should have, you should be able in a country that prospers like we do the wealthiest country in the history of the world. Yeah. To be able to have one job and have a living Right. where I do start to disagree though, is for the people that are currently in that middle bracket, right? That lower to middle bracket, because if you raise the bar, but you're not raising wages for that middle to lower bracket, well, now you have just a bigger pool closer towards the minimum wage. And that I don't think yeah. is necessarily good. I, I think, I, and I agree with that. And and I, so then the easy answer to that, that you tell yourself is, well, everybody should get a raise then, right? Which, yeah, sure, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the whole thing that I think is they're also – I hate the idea. Uh, you've got to have both ends of it, right? But you can't necessarily have a maximum wage. You can't tell somebody who owns a business you can only make X amount of right. dollars. Right, X amount of dollars. Too. So what I always felt was like if there's this big public corporation that's running like that, that there could be a ratio between its highest, uh, what its highest CEOs mm-hmm. make versus its lowest, right? You could cap that. I feel like you could cap whatever arbitrary number you think is fair that you come up with, right? 150 to 1, 200 to 1, whatever it is, right? And anything mm-hmm. over that's got to go like go back in to even that out, right? You know what I mean? Right. Because like, then at least you're sharing in the profits of what you're working for and that there is a base floor. I do like a base floor of saying, hey, look, this is what it's cost to live on average. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people can't earn less than this without shelter and food. You know what I mean? And, n- and we're not talking about, 
you know, I mean, like we all, all society really is. I mean, we could talk about money and wealth and all this stuff and the power, like, but we all make this up to me, right? Like we, oh, we're yeah. all agreeing how to live together and function. And all we want is everybody to give some effort so they can enjoy in the efforts, right? That's all that we all right. really want. We don't want anybody taking advantage of it, but we also don't want anybody to tell us, well, you can't enjoy so much, right? So I just feel like we can still preserve that notion and still make it like, okay, man, cool. Yeah. You should be able to earn whatever you want, but you've got 15 boats and these people got to have four jobs, right? Like somewhere we've got to all agree that this has got to change, right? Because th- that's where yeah. it's like, right. So what do yeah. we do there? Because yeah, how, because like you're saying, if we just do this and then we allow them to just go, okay, cool. Raise prize prices because it's never ending profits. That's never capped. Mm-hmm. And it all goes yep. to them. Well then, where where do we end? It won't end, and we'll just they they're just quieting everyone until, you know, the have-nots from the haves essentially is how that works. You know what I mean? Like we've all yeah, and you're this out. and you're de- you're devaluing money, right? So right. then, fifteen dollars an hour eventually just becomes the old right. version of seven dollars an hour, and now we're right. all making a hundred dollars an hour and still having to work four right. jobs. I think that's the the conversation that needs to start being had. Is this is I don't want. I don't want to hear people like, oh, it's socialism. I don't want to hear like, hey, this is even. Everybody, that's communism, that kind of stuff. Like, no, like there still needs to be that pursuit of I can start a business and I can earn money or whatever. But we can say that at some point society agrees it's obnoxious to have so much versus what you're paying the people who have to live for in a, you know what I mean, in, a, right. in an apartment and yeah. have two jobs each. Like, come on, man. Like, you didn't do all of that yourself. Like, right. You and that's where, all of that. yeah. And that's where I think a flaw in the communist or socialism idea comes in is the ego, right? right? Is if we're all making $10 an hour, well, if we're all doing $10 an hour effort, then fine. But if I see someone doing $6 an hour effort and they're making $10 like I am, and I can't make more than $10, well, I'm going to be pissed off. That's right. where the right. flaw in all of that comes in. Uh, because then also, what do you say is more important, right? The anesthesiologist or the actual surgeon? You know, we're splitting hairs there. Uh, but if you're saying, hey, all medical professions make, you know, $75,000 a year, that's when we're getting into a little right. bit of... It is. It's too much. Um, wonky. Yeah. I, yeah, man. It's It, it does get uh, thrown out of whack. But I also think, like, there's things that you can do to also... Um, ease some of the worries that some people have about stockpiling so much money, right? If we had oh, yeah. all agreed to pay in and our things like our, our health care and our things like that were taken care of and your your retirement and stuff like that, if they were efficiently done through shared resources, well, then you wouldn't necessarily have as much of a worry also. Like, there's things you could do to encourage, you know, like they say this unregulated right no no cap on whatever you you, this corporation can earn right those kind of things right that it's the most efficient thing because it's going to make them invest more back in which it absolutely does right it absolutely does right but it doesn't it it does it by chance and happenstance based on the one guy who's got the resources and what he decides to do at that moment right which to me sounds inefficient for us as society as a whole right like like, man, like, I feel like we could be putting some of the fruits of our efforts back into it more efficiently. 
That's how I feel. You, w- you would wish as a society also that when new ideas are presented, for example, your ratio idea, yeah. that we as a society could agree, hey, let's give this a try. Let's, you know, see the results in X amount of years. And if this isn't working, let's either try the new idea or go back to what we did before. That's the one thing that has always been irritating to me is – we, we love, all of us, and me and you included, love to sit in our chairs and say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And then, not necessarily us, but in general, people then say, well, how about this idea? And then we all go, no, that's no, that is so being. stupid. Right, yeah, yeah. Look at this dummy. He said, he said there should be a ratio. Mm-hmm. I can't even spell ratio. We're not implementing that. Yeah. And I use the word implement. And, uh, and, you know, like, and that's the thing is like, I, so yes, like it's like, hey, that sounds like a great idea, but again, the finite details and what impact those have needs to be had by much smarter economic minds than I, right? But right. like, how could we make that happen? That's what our leaders are supposed to be doing. That's what our representatives are supposed to be doing, right? Those are well, the people, those but- are us that we have identified, but we've got it all corrupted by money and lobbyists and these same corporations who all, you know what I mean? Surprise, surprise, the people who that might take some money away from. You know what I mean? Like, oh, trust. It's, it's, yeah. Right, right. And corporations then create uh, controversies and issues out of thin air because it threatens their bottom line. Look at your fun state of the state of Kansas, right? Gosh. Everyone from John McCain to the most conservative conservative said, hey, uh, the the earth is warming. I think I think this global warming thing is real. And then, uh, your favorite set of brothers, the Koch brothers, said, wait a minute. If the earth is warming, we got to change our business model. We don't want to do that. Hey, politicians, global warming's not real. And now all of a sudden we have a debate because they fund scientists to say, eh, I don't think it's true, when they know it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the corporation influence and money to our politicians just goes down the rabbit hole and just sucks the world this- down to it. And Crap. This is where people call fascism. So people have equated that to meaning like Hitler and Nazis because uh, that's when it was last widely used mm-hmm. like that. But that right. that's not – it's the same kind of situation. It's more like Mussolini in Italy is kind of what we're going through right now. That's what fascism is when you allow private citizen business owners to overrun – your power in your country this has happened around the world before i mean like we're just we've let it happen here to an obnoxious amount and it's sucking resources from around the world these Mm -hmm. they're now international corporations they've done it around the world too like they don't they don't necessarily like pfizer um sold their gigantic multi-billion dollar um pharmaceutical coming to a small pharmaceutical company in ireland and they headquarter it there oh yeah that that's really what happens in life right yeah you know what I mean? So like they, they just they don't operate under any actual national laws now. We've just allowed them to kind of go around and make the laws where they want and use what resources mm-hmm. they want without really concern. I mean it just it's really kinda upsetting. I don't know what to do. And yeah, and then also, you know, the Supreme Court under Chief Justice Roberts said, Hey, Citizens United, corporations have the same voice as a person. So you guys can donate just like a person, even though the money a corporation has and me and you are completely different and have different influences. So that's also bullcrap too. Hey, but that circles me into something I saw that you have upcoming, which we won't get to in events, but we'll get into now. Uh, our favorite uh little communist socialism guy is coming to the Koch brothers area. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I guess Bernie Sanders is coming here. He's, he is, 
campaigning for, I mean, along, you know, campaigning with um, Welder, who's running for. What is it? Well, that's who's running, but the two people coming into the city, Kansas City, Kansas, that is, is, is old Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. socialism, and uh, everyone's favorite new politician, uh, is it is their name Alexandria? What's her I, that's, name? That's what I was getting ready to look up. Um, it's Costa. Like, yeah, right. She was the the New York Democrat who uh, upset the world uh, in New York, winning uh, her primary over the fourth ranked Democrat in Congress. Uh, and they're coming here. Everyone's scared of them because it's Bernie and a pretty lady, uh, and it's Kansas. So that should be fun. Uh, where is it going to be at? What are you going to do? Are you involved or are you just going to be a spectator like I am? We're not. Like I, um, I, you know, I don't even know 100% of the details. So I got uh, our revolution reached out to us, which is what the Bernie Sanders campaign was um, after <laughs> it kind of dissipated after the thing. Um, they turned it over to a, an organization that runs under the name Our Revolution, which kind of goes along similar, you know, principles that the that the bernie sanders campaign had and uh so they contacted me and said uh hey got a little message that said hey bernie sanders coming to town friday you in basically right and i'm like hey i'm interested to see this right what does that mean right and i was like yeah and they're like right and then i figure out okay he's coming here with it's not like him speaking right i was like too early for him to be coming out in kansas city isn't where he'd be coming out like hey i'm running for president right like so i was like so it can't be that right so got into that and then uh, my wife was like you must be down further on the call list. I got that yesterday, son. Uh, and then this is like, we're going. I was like, okay. So that's all I know so far, really. So I don't even, I haven't even really looked up the details yet, but it's tomorrow. I know that. So I got to figure that out when we're done here. Isn't it going to be fun? I like elections. I really do. I don't like the national ones. Those don't interest me, but all of the local uh, elections, that always gets me excited. Well, it's where your more actual impactful change happens, I think. Well, yeah, and it's just uh, it. There's not as much corruption now. There's always corruption and everything, but it seems more yeah. legitimate. Knocking on doors. There's a guy that's running for Jackson County uh, Executive, uh, Merriman. Uh, he lives right next to us, and man, he knocks on uh, every door. I haven't seen that guy not stopping. Uh, knocking on doors and introducing himself since he announced, and it's incredible. And that's what I like to see. You know, I like that stuff. I don't want to see the Trump and blah, 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 all that stuff. Or not just Trump, Hillary, Obama, all of it. The staged fabrication. It it feels too off-putting. Like, for example, what I saw with Candor is about as extreme as I want to get, right? It's uh, maybe two to 300 people. There's probably two to three newscasts there, maybe three writers from a podcast or three writers from – uh, a newspaper and maybe an online source and the guy and that's it. You know, it, it helped me thing is cause I I've grown up in Kansas my whole life. You know, I've, I've traveled out someone else in the military and, tr- and, and things like that, but I'm here again. And, uh, it's always been that hard conservative, right. Which I just wasn't right. And then, so campaign season rolled around and we, we started getting involved in the Bernie Sanders campaign. Cause here was a guy I was like, Oh, this sounds, you know what I mean? I was like, Man, this is going to be an interesting caucus, right? Like, because I just thought this is not going to be the way it goes. Now it is. It was the Democratic, right? But I was still mm-hmm. expecting more of that mainstream old Democrat, right? So it it did let me see because it was wildly in favor of Bernie Sanders that day. So I was like, okay, so there is, 
You know what I mean? I was like, there definitely is a large group of people that think in similar mind frames. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, it's not just this. You're not on an island. Right, exactly. So I do like it for that too, right? You can kind of be like, okay, here's some people. I'm not alone. Sensible and are reasonable. (laughs) And then you see some dancing off in the aisles with hippie beads and you're like, all right, man, calm it down. You're not helping. Right, you're not, like, so here's a question to yeah. you: Since you have been involved in past uh, election cycles, other than donating, which everyone says donate five, ten dollars, right? Okay, cool. And then the other thing is knock on doors. Well, maybe I just don't want to get out. Maybe my ankle hurts. Right. What other ways do you know of or suggest to get involved in your political system? Because you know what else I saw this weekend. Uh, a person standing in front of Price Chopper in Brookside uh, asking people to sign a petition uh, for more funding for um, early childhood education. And I was like, hey, yeah, I'm not going to read this and blindly sign it and hope that you're not lying to me, yeah. but you're doing great. Right. Would you say do that kind of stuff? Well, you could do that. You know, I did the, uh, the Human Relations Commission in Olathe when I lived there. Um, that was like a local municipal way to get involved that had some sort of like, you know, we, we assisted the city council in affairs of that, right. Gave them advice. And then, you know what I mean? Would, would do some events and stuff for that kind of, uh, line of thinking involving, you know, human relations as it were. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was a way to do it without having to do the political, like I'm running against this person and they suck and here's why. Right. Cause it was a, it was an appointed board, but you had to apply and, you know what I mean? Like the mayors would, you know, look through the applications and, and when there were spots open. And so I was going to some of these meetings before. So, um, you know, there, there's ways like that. You can get on committees and stuff like that that aren't, you know what I mean? That way you're not in that dog fight arena. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. You know, what's, you know what sucks for me right now is uh, corporations. They mm-hmm. suck. Here's yeah, why. Let me explain. Okay. Right. Well, let me explain. Uh so I live now in Kansas City with my beautiful girlfriend, Emily, right? Right. right. And I had always grown up in Independence, right. Missouri. Right. So now I live in Kansas City. Well, now I want to be an adult, and this is going to be yeah. most likely my permanent <laughs> residence. Well, okay. what I'm saying is my residence has always been my mom's house, right? Because right. that's where I grew up. So even right. though I got an apartment, I'm staying with the right. address of my parents. Well, now I'm going to be living here, right? Where, yep. For the most part. We're going to be, oh, yeah, I'm on my own, right? I'm going to start a family with with, with my girlfriend eventually, right? right? That's our plan. Right. Well, I don't want to change my home address because the car insurance goes up $75. Uh. And then you got to think, hey, is voting in elections $75 a month important to me? Right, yeah. That sucks. Isn't that a, that is a conundrum. Why can't it just be the same price? What? Oh, I hate it. Isn't that stupid? Yeah, it is. What would you do? What would you do? This is Tom asking Tim. What would you do? You want to be involved. You want to do all the fun stuff. You want to, you know, wear the T-Mac for mayor shirts or whatever right, right, shirt right. you want to wear. Yeah. But you're not going to vote because you don't want to spend $75 right. a month. Or do you just bite the bullet and say, I got to be a grown up? I guess it depends on how involved you really want to be, right? Right. <laughs> is this going to be my everyday kind of, is this my hobby now? Then yeah, yeah. you got to pay for it, but. No, I don't want to. Uh, That's... You can still vote for president, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I can still vote for the senators. 
you know? But, see, that's but that's arguably not where your vote matters as much. Hey, man, I haven't I voted know. for a Republican president in a long time, but because I my state of residence has always been Kansas, my electoral vote sure went to it. Yeah, well, the that's because of, every year. Yeah, that's an electoral college. Years, seven, seven of the last eight uh, presidents, uh, or se- seven of the last eight presidential races, a Democrat has won, except for 2004 when Bush defeated Kerry. Yet we've got Bush in 2000, uh, Trump in 2016. So when I when I first really started trying to hit every voting that I could was I tried to do some voting when I was in the military and you had to do a lot of that absentee and that kind of stuff, you know, when I was overseas. But um, when I got back, I was like, all right, we're really going to start voting now. Right. Like, because that's what that's the difference. right? We're going to go to these little elections. So me and my wife go and we come out, you know, you go and you do it by yourself. Right. You're like you, you can go there with somebody, but you're not voting with them. Right. Like you're off. by right, yourself, Of course. Mm-hmm. And I, I get done and I wait for her to come out behind and she comes out and she was like, you know, they ask you all these questions like. Should this sheriff keep his job? Yes or no? Should this judge? You know those questions at the end of the thing. Wife mm-hmm. comes out. And she just looks at me and she was like, "I just single handedly fired every single sheriff and judge in this county." <laughs> and I was like, "Me too." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "I don't know these people." No, right. Right? Like, no, no. We're out of here. No, everyone's so new. So take it a little more seriously. Do some research. Don't just go in there voting willy-nilly like, oh, that guy's name sounds fun. But, yeah, it's, right. it's usually those local ones that are going to make – those are the people that you're going to be able to go to if there actually is a problem that you need to get changed. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean – Yep, so, yeah. definitely. So maybe speaking, pay for speaking of being, a, uh, being an adult, I had another adult thing that we did this week. Uh, we're going to finish our basement. And so I, for the first time in my adult life, I had two different people come in and bid on – how to finish the basement. One guy was reasonable. It was $2,400. Okay. We're doing that. The other guy, let me tell you about this guy. First off, he looks like leather. He has a tan that Hulk Hogan would be jealous of. Right. So that's just right there. But before we even get to that point, he comes up in this obnoxious truck. We live on a small street where there's parking on the street, so typically don't bring your diesel down this street. He's got a double-wide diesel, essentially, with a big Trump sticker on it, a huge Trump sticker. So he pulls up. We can hear it. Joe goes crazy. Uh, we go to the window. Emily's uh, home for this because she also wants to hear the quote. You know, uh, We both go to the window. I go, I see a Trump sticker. I don't want him in. Yeah. So the first thing I said, I don't want him in. She goes, he could be a great guy. I said, I don't care. I don't care. And I said, he could also not be. (laughs) Right. Well, then I said, it's not even the fact that it's a Trump sticker, it's a political sticker. Your first impression to me in a business setting is your political affiliation. How stupid are you? So if you're that stupid and not self aware, how do I know your attention to detail is going to be great and that you're going to do this job well? So right there, saw the Trump sticker. Then he comes out looking like a leather bag, walking up to us with hair he still thinks is going to grow back. And he comes out and he shakes my hand. And he has – the face of his watch is like the size of like the Empire State Building. Right. It was so huge. I was yeah. like, good God. And he goes, I'll just take a look at this. Like, All right. Go go down there. I don't care. You know, Do what you want. So he's looking down. He's being nice. He's being cordial. He's being nice. You know, everything's pleasant. He's down there for a little bit. Comes back up. Goes to his truck. And he's in his truck so long that I was working from home 
that I started taking work emails and I took a work phone call and I forgot that he was there. Like I, st- <laughs> I still I was like, where is this guy? Comes back. He goes, hey, let's go over all this. So by that time, I'm not busy. And so we're going through the details. $10,000. What, I do you said, no. what are you having done? Well, I just want the the walls to be sealed because they have this like weird material where there could be potential leaks, like if it rains hard and stuff. So we basically want to stucco the wall and paint it. And then the the floor of the um, basement, it leaks a little bit, but nothing like like if there's a heavy, heavy downpour, you might see a little standing water in the back corner, and it's like not even a quarter of an inch. It's very minimal. It's very minimal, but you can still see it. Right. right. And the goal is, is I, I want to, you know, hang some things on the wall, have a TV down there, essentially make it livable. Right. Right. And so, yeah, he was wanting to add a sump pump and raise this and that and that. And it, it, he wasn't even done. And I just rolled my eyes and I go, okay. <laughs> and he goes, so if you want Two, I'll send this out. And then I just started like typing on my work computer. And Emily was like, thank you so much. I was like, I don't care. And he's like, all right, have a good day. He went to try to shake my hand. I was like, I'm not shaking his hand. Yeah. And get him, get him out of here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's. But how stupid are you that you had a Trump sticker on your work truck? Yeah. You don't do that. I mean, you know, like if you've got some sort of business, it's generally best business practice to stay away from advertising your you know your political affiliation yeah and it's not even just political it's everything your work yeah i wouldn't have like if i had tom i'm I'm starting this podcast in business right i'm gonna come do your podcast i'm gonna set up a podcast i'm gonna show you how to podcast right we're podcasting right uh all my stuff's gonna be branded with k-state uh, symbols. Yeah, right? get out of here. Idea, right? yeah. Stop. Just, yeah. yeah. yeah I, and I don't care what it is, right? right? So if you have all things Pepsi or all things Coke or all things Dr. Pepper, get out of here. I don't want to yeah. stop it. Just be, be like an extra in an ABC series and have no thing to, that discerns you from anyone else. Just right. be vanilla until I get to know you. Then you come out, right? Then once we understand and we're both self-aware, and we know where we can go. Hey, then come in with your magma hat, or or you know the yes we can hat. I don't care, do all that stuff. But let me first get to know you before I just judge you off the top of your you know off the top of your first appearance. So stupid. There, there's your there's your tip of the week. Be vanilla when you introduce yourself. Yeah. Like and not with your personality, but with your appearance. For right, Christ's sake, right. well, yeah, stop being weird in, in professional settings for. And just in everything, right? Just, you know, but, and then get to know the person. That's then when get you get that. Right. It's like this podcast, right? Then Remember the first episode? Right. Yeah. It was like the first episode of this. Remember when we were like, Hey, yeah, Kansas city is great. And now we're like, ah, this is stupid. Oh, that is stupid. We uh, you got to know Trump us. Sticker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to know us. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it only took us five years, uh, uh, of podcasting to figure that out. You know, I kind of. Five years ago, man, how how much different is my life five years ago to today? Remember when we started this and I oh, busted yeah. my, but I busted my tooth because I thought I was Macho Man at Mosaic mm. and I tried to do the diving elbow from one table to the other. Yeah, you were still a party man. You were. Yeah, yeah. I was still going crazy. Yeah, and now I'm in bed by nine as long as no one shoots at my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
This is great. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. For anybody not in the know, next week will be our uh, five year anniversary of Tom and I uh, podcasting together. And yeah, it's been a long time. We used to do it in a professional yeah. setting, and now we do it at our house. Right, in professional houses. Professional houses with right. potentially professional basements. We have two studios now. <laughs> right? Look at that. That's we doubled our studios. Yeah, that's how good we are. So, oh, man, what else can we do? What else we? Well, did you watch the All-Star game? Nope. Well, we... God damn it. Are you talking about baseball? <laughs> no! Uh... <laughs> What do you mean? The, the, here we go. Let's get into that a little bit. So did you watch the All-Star game? No. See, this is what irritates me about you fair-weather fans. Uh-huh. And, I'm call, and I'm calling you out specifically, but yeah. you're not the only one. You're yeah. one of many. Yeah. 2014, 2015, mm. we can't get enough of baseball. Oh, my God. The baseball, the baseball, the baseball. We had the All-Star game here in Kansas City. Everyone's a baseball fan. Oh, my God. Jeter's going to be here. The baseball, the baseball, the baseball. We go to the World Series. We lose in Game 7. Whoa, but that was fun. Small baseball, baseball, baseball. 2015, we start killing it. We're going on a tear. Oh, my God. Baseball, it's so much fun. Look at him. He, he bunts and gets the second. Bro, but baseball, baseball, baseball. Win the World Series. Everyone's a baseball fan, right? Look at Kansas City. There's there's 3 million people in the city. Somehow 8 million people showed up to this parade. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Now you can't get Mm -mm. three runs out of the Royals on a great day, and no one pays attention to baseball. Who's who's who is the best team right now in baseball? Who do you think it? Uh, Just guess. Um, Right now, I would say (laughs) no clue. (laughs) That's what's so irritating, and that's what I get so irritated. Not you. You never did. What I'm about to say, you never did this. You you always said like, wow, this is fun. This team is fun to watch. And from that aspect, I can respect. I can at least respect what you're saying to me because what you're saying to me is I like this because it's a hometown reason and they play a brand of baseball that I enjoy watching. Totally get it, right? Where I get so irritated is with some certain friends that will remain nameless because they might listen to this where they said, you know what? Hosmer should do. He should really open up his stance because I think he could pull the ball and get it over the third baseman's head instead of going line drive to the to the shortstop. Shut up! <laughs> don't know anything about baseball. Yeah. Your ass from an elbow, and you don't know a catcher's mitt from a first baseman's glove, and you're trying to tell major league baseball players how to play the game. It's like the same thing with fighting too, right? Yeah. The next big fight, Conor McGregor versus. Khabib, and all of a sudden, everyone can tell you that Khabib should have went for that takedown in the second round. Really, really? Now that's what you're yeah, going to tell yeah, me? Get yeah. out of here! I hate yeah. these Fairweather fans. I even so when that was happening, like 14, 15, and the Royals are going well. I I remember saying to myself, I was like, my whole life growing up a sports fan, I followed like K State football and basketball and the Chiefs, right? And I was like, and I keep telling myself, like, I'm never going to see. Like, a, you know what I mean? A league or national championship ever because I follow these shitty teams, right? And yep. then I was like, I was like, well, good thing I stopped watching the Royals years ago at, at when the strike hit because they suck, right? I mean, like, and they've mm-hmm. sucked forever. And then they start playing well again. I was like, oh, that's great, right? The Royals are playing again. So I was watching. I was like, great. And then they won. And I was like, that's awesome. They won the World Series. And I was like, 
if it doesn't feel like you know, I can't be like, yay! Like, oh, if but K-State you were wins the national championship. Yeah, you know but like, you were pumped. We oh, had to sure. delay. Oh sure, yeah, we was, had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had to delay some some uh, recordings because you had to finish watching the game. Sure, but as far as like feeling that like, you know what I mean? Like, Euphoria. oh, here's my local team. Like, had I, I was like, oh man, I should have stayed watching the Royals forever. Then I could have had that right when they finally mm-hmm. won it thirty years later. And then I was like, nah, that would have been thirty years of watching some real shitty baseball. And baseball's yeah, pretty slow and boring to begin with. <laughs> so I was like, mm, maybe I made a good choice there. Maybe I just traded off. Right? Like, yeah, that's fine. Well, the hardest thing with uh, – what was I going to say there? Hold on. What were you saying? You were saying the baseball, baseball. I just lost baseball, my Baseball uh, with the Royals because uh, then I would have had that, like, fandom. And then, uh, you know, they won. And it didn't really feel that way. I don't remember what I was going to say. Let me – hold on. I'll, I'll come into it. Hold on. Let me say. Uh, let me try to find a thought. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, with baseball, what makes what makes it hard to be the fan of a sport like that for so long is that the the, the season is so long. Right. It's so it's long. hard. It's so hard to say I'm going to be invested, you know, whatever date to October when the season ends. And then the other thing that I think it really ruins, not just baseball, but sports in general, in my opinion. And this is where I really wanted to go is free agency just makes it so difficult to get behind anyone, right? So we had that core group in 14 and 15 of uh, Hosmer, Salvador, Escobar, Gordon, Moustakis, um, who is our second baseman, Zobrist, Lorenzo Kane. Yeah. Uh, now two-thirds of those guys are gone, oh, and the yeah. other third are on the chopping block to get traded. So it's so hard to say, I've been with this team forever because this team isn't the, this team that right. I started liking. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I think – I think fandom should be a season-by-season case. And I always bring this up uh, about a friend of mine named Andrew in high school, right? Andrew in high school absolutely 100% loved football. And what he loved about football was the smash mouth, eye formation, four yard run, tough, gritty, blood in the, Uh, you know, the mouthpiece, grass in the helmet, get after it, right? Yeah, just that good old grit. The Colin Klein running through the, you know what I mean, the behind the fullback. Exactly the big, uh, the big uh, uh, brace, the big old uh, linebacker. um, Oh yeah, yeah, right. What am I thinking? That that neck pad. The big old. Yeah, the neck pad. That's what I'm trying to think of. I couldn't. It has a name, but I it's escaping me right now. But the big old neck pad, the middle linebacker with the name like Bolt Crusher or something like that, right? Yeah. Andrew loved that style of football. That was Andrew's DNA as a football fan. Right. Andrew also was from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. So, so in 2002, yeah. he. Could not tell you enough until he was blue in the face how the greatest show in turf and Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt and Marshall Falk was the greatest football team ever uh, to be assembled, and it was so fun to watch. Right. It was so stupid, but the whole reason why is because he was from St. Louis, right. and that's why I think fandom should be reset every year, just like free agency, right? So if your favorite style of football or your favorite style of basketball is one certain style, and you like that team, 
And then the next season, through trades and free agency, coaching that changes. Team, yeah, coaching changes and whatever, that team identity changes from something you like to something you despise. Well, then you can go to another team. Yeah. That's why I've never understood. There's no rules. The whole, nope. There's no rules on the fans. Yes, there is. Oh, yes, there is. You have to like your home. Oh, I know team. there's there's societal uh, rules, but I mean, like, that you shouldn't be. That's what I'm telling people. There isn't. That's it. Yeah. Just go. There's yeah, no rules. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Just like whatever you like, and if it if it if that style or that person like or that yeah. team goes somewhere else, go with them. Yeah. I remember in 2003, my favorite football player of all time, Jerry Rice, hands down, not even close. It's like one, two, and three on my top five. Favorite football players, right? Yeah, yeah. Loved them. Well, if you remember, in 2003, the Oakland Raiders played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember that. In Kansas City, the Chiefs and the Raiders don't like each other. Nope. Well, I don't care. And so what I bought with my money as a new employee in the workforce was a brand new Raiders Jerry Rice jersey. And I wore that thing once a week to school, every week, the entire school year, until they lost. And then I got booed out of my high school. You ever get booed out of your high school? No. It was like it was like a night at the Apollo, except for a second period. They were booing me and throwing things at my face. Uh, but I loved it, and I loved that Raiders team until Rich Gannon decided to throw six interceptions in one Super Bowl, which was so stupid. But do you get what I'm saying? You can like whatever you and that's what I I just wish people would like that. But going back to the original point, it's hard to say for your aspect, if you're just a casual fan of a hometown team, it's hard to get behind them because every year they could be changing. So you're like, well, I like that one second baseman. Oh, he plays for the Brewers now. Oh, oh. well, oh. yeah. And it's so difficult. Yeah. Like if you were a huge Lorenzo Cain fan, you could have been a Brewers fan and then you could have been a Royals fan and you could go back to being a Brewers fan. It's fine. Yeah, that's what I did. I was a 49ers fan, and then I was a Raiders fan, and then I was a Seahawks fan, and then I was a Broncos fan, and then he retired. But that's who I liked. Yep. There you go. All right, you got some events to tell us about? We can uh, take a break, or do you need to – what do you – Yeah, let's let's tell you some fun events that should be going down in the great city of Kansas City, whether you like the teams or not. (laughs) <laughs> whether you like teams or not i guess we'll do that uh we'll take a break real quick get us some refills in the uh restroom runs and we'll do that when we come back to tim and tom fun fact half of our brains can be removed by surgery with no apparent effect on personality or memory call them on they shitting all of a sudden they are lost you'll be quick to catch a fade randy moss you better pray to Jesus Christ and hope our paths never cross. I swear to God, they don't want to see you win. I play this game for real while these niggas play pretend. When this shit get deep, you gotta learn to swim. Tim and Tom. All right, Tom, it's still hot out. It's still super hot, but you gotta get Although tonight is very nice. Yeah, tonight's, yeah, tonight's been. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully more days like this because I'm gonna let you know something, Tim. Here's some foreshadowing. Uh, some of these events are going to be outside. Sunscreen. Yep. So you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's start off with July 22nd. It's called Kansas City's Big Picnic. It's going to be hosted by 
uh, Kansas City, Missouri Parks and Recreation and the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. It's going to be at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. Uh, it's going to be a big old picnic. It's time for Kansas City's biggest picnic with uh, the partners at KC Parks and Rec. A uh, fun-filled event with live music, food trucks, art activities, lawn games, uh, stretches from the museum, uh, or it stretches from the museum to Brush Creek. Uh, discover more than 30 sculptures. Celebrate hashtag where Casey plays during National Parks and Recreation Month. So there you go. It is Sounds National fun. Parks and Recreation Month. And you can visit the Nelson Atkins. Again, this goes from the museum to Brush Creek. There's going to be music, food trucks, which are always amazing, art activities, lawn games. You can play a lawn game on the lawn at the Nelson Atkins, which if you remember, they have the fun shuttlecock and all the great stuff. The grass is like something you sleep on. It's so well manicured and taken care of. Uh, so go out, celebrate National Parks and Recreation Month. Yeah, go. Yeah. Stomp on it. Kick yeah. some grass, slide with your feet first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that. Heels. But, yeah, slide with your heels first. Yeah, but enjoy because it's going to be uh, a Sunday, again, July 22nd from 4 to 8. Okay, that's good. Next up. We've got one of the greatest Canadians of all time. Mm. Not Alex Trebek, which a lot of people think. And that is a fair guess. But on that same level, maybe even surpassing Alex Trebek, the great Alex Trebek, as the greatest Canadian entertainer in American pop culture history. We have coming to the Sprint Center July 24th, starting at 730, Shania Twain. And if I change my mind. A million times I wanna hear him say Better walk the line, Tom. What a great soundtrack for Target. I mean, I tell you what, this is the best type of music. Looking for a gallon of milk and some Capri shorts? You just put yeah. this on and oh, hit Target. You are ready. I, I picture more of a CBS at 12.30 a.m., uh, <laughs> right? 12.30 a.m., <laughs> right? You need diapers and cigarettes and... And a Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shania Twain, so that Sprint is good. Center. Yeah. 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 July 24th, 730. Yeah, that's a good one though. That's a that's a big name though. Sprint Center pulling in the big names. That is a huge name, and I was kind of kidding with the biggest Canadian star in American pop culture history. Yada sure, yada yada. That's Christian, but she has yeah, right. She has huge hits though. I mean, oh, she yeah. has major league hits. So if hits. you enjoy, yeah, if you enjoy that uh, safe suburban uh, hot dogs overcooked. Music, I say, go and enjoy yourself some Shania Twain. Yeah, next up, definitely, it is definitely suburban uh, pool party barbecue. Uh, you know, music. That's the sound. Yeah, of that for sure. It's always women talking about where they get the nails done, and men talking about how great they were in football in high school. Mm, how how, how nice, they get their grass so green? Yeah, and a nice pool where kids are jumping in and told not to run around. Mm-hmm. That is. Right yeah, there. Right. Erica. You already broke one of the floats, so you need to calm yep. down. Yep. Yep. Can't. Uh, the kids are drinking Dr. Really Pepper. Familiar. This sounds yeah. a lot like what you 
Right kids here, are right? drinking Dr. Pepper. Kids are having Bud Light. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, yeah, exactly. I think I've sat at this exact thing that we're describing, which tonight I played in the background. This is giving me flashbacks. There it is. So relive your childhood. Right. Okay. All right. Now let's get a little bit more modern, a little bit more hip. Yeah. You know, cool kids. You know, uh, you know how the uh, hipster burn his tongue? Ate his soup before it was cool. Ate his pizza before it was cool. Yeah. So here we go. His We're gonna get into pizza. Yeah. His, his, his goat cheese Hawaiian no, it's goat uh, cheese and pear. pineapples. Goat cheese and pear. <laughs> goat cheese and pear. <laughs> right. It's goat cheese and pear. I think I may have eaten this pizza. It's goat cheese and pear. Right. So here we go. With We've an olive got a oil great, drizzle. <laughs> we've got a great event where you can have just that pizza at this event. It's going to be Friday, July 27th, starting at 2.30, goes till midnight. There is a ton of bands here. It's called Buzz Beach Ball. Yes. It's going to be in Mission, Kansas. Uh, I tell you what, we've got Portugal the Man, AWOL Nation, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Blue October, Joy Wave, Robert DeLong, The Get Up Kids, Mount Joy, Hembry, uh, Lovely the Band, Lift, and I tell you what, right now we're playing one of the best songs from the co-headliner, AWOL Nation. It's a great band. Yeah. yeah, it's a great band. And this is one of many at Buzz Beach Ball. Buzz puts like I, on yeah. a great multi-band festival. They do it several times throughout the year, and this one will not let you down. Yeah, it, this is a great lineup. Like I said, you got AWOL Nation, Portugal Demand, the main headliner, big uh, up-and-coming band, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Blue October, Joy Wave, Robert DeLong kills it, the Get Up Kids are great. Uh, Hembry is always awesome. So yeah, if you like that music, you like alternative music, you want to eat uh, a, a goat cheese pear pizza, mm-hmm. go to Buzz Beach With Ball. With an olive oil drizzle. Friday, July 27th, starting at 2.30, goes till at least midnight, if not longer. And, All right, now let's get to the last thing. extra hoppy uh, micro brew. Of course, from a company that's locally based in someone's mother's basement. Right, same guy uh, who makes the goat cheese brews the beer. His <laughs> brother a, brews. He's got a pear tree. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next event we got for you is going to be July 29th. That's a Sunday. It starts at 9 a.m. It is a benefit uh, for um, the. Uh, Kansas City Automotive Museum and National World War One Museum. It is the Great Car Show. Again, this is a benefit for the Kansas City Automotive Museum and National World War One Museum. Starts at 9 a.m. Uh, that's when doors open. Uh, bring your car. All show cars check in and move out uh, on the field uh, from 6 to 9. Then the doors open. Then from 9 to 11, there's youth judging. Then from 9 to 1, the people's choice judging. Winners are announced at 2. Uh, then from 10 to 3, there's live demonstration, activities, educational displays, food truck, music. 
And it's by the National World War One Museum, which is maybe the prettiest place in the whole city. So you got, mm-hmm. yeah, you got great, amazing looking cars. Starts at nine in the morning, goes till three. Food trucks, music, live demonstrations, every type of car you could probably think of. This is well worth your time, and it is free and open to the public. I, I always like going to these car shows because I I don't know cars. You know what I mean? But I'm always like, when I see like old cars that are done nice, I'm always like, wow, that's impressive. That's neat. Um, but I always feel like I go with somebody and then I'm always just doing this. I'm like, hey, hey, look at this one. 1948. They're like, yeah, I can see that on the sign. You're like, yeah, isn't that neat? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I was, I already saw it. I was looking over here. You're like, all right, cool. What about this one? 62. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, it's purple. Like, it's, it's just weird. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. I always felt a little awkward, but I love these. Um, it, it, if you like cars, this is a dream. I, you know, like, these these things are, are always, you set up these badass-looking muscle cars or somebody's tricked out and dumped a whole bunch of money into, like, re-shining something up, and it's always neat to see those kind of things. Oh, yeah, it's great. And if you do go with a car person, like, my stepdad should be a certified mechanic i mean i don't know if he is or isn't but he should be because that's how much he knows of cars if you go with someone who is a car nerd it's so fun to do what you're doing like you said is go hey look at this one. Oh my god look at this one and then they say well did you know this is blah 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 blah, blah. and then you're like whoa that's so cool and then you forget it in 20 minutes but at the time you're like this is the best, this is the best. uh so yeah um uh, it's a great time so yeah let's recap real quick uh july 22nd kansas city's big picnic at uh the nelson Atkins Museum of Art. Then at the Sprint Center on July 24th, you have Shania Twain's Now Tour. Then, now. Not her, then yeah, tour. Just now. Now. Then fast forwarding to July 27th at 2.30, Buzz Beach Ball presented by 96.5 The Buzz. And then as I mentioned, starting at 9 a.m. July 29th, The Great Car Show benefiting the Kansas City Automotive Museum and National World War I Museum. Uh, donations are encouraged, but free to the public. Mm, I like that. I like free. So, all right, let's get back to our free time then. What do you think, man? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's get out of here. And then uh, I guess that's it, right? Any big morals out of this uh, uh, this week? Anything to leave everybody with? I don't even know. Corporations suck. Yeah, corporations suck. I like that one. We'll leave it at that. And we'll be back next week with some more Tim and Tom. Fun fact, chickens outnumber humans three to one. being broke. Nine to five, that's a hoax. They used to paint me as a joke. Now I'm dominating in the pose. Damn, see me thumbing through them pesos. Summon everything I pray for. Miles running, what do they know? Drake, go for you fake hoes. Major moves, we made those. Put my people on payroll. Cut the check when I say so. Them is just my everyday goals. Everything earned. Nothing is given, I know. I'm not concerned. I knew I was meant for this shit from the gold. Don't think I ain't put in that labor. Don't think that you did me no favors. Don't think I won't do this shit major. <laughs> if you don't see me now, you'll see me later.
Tim and Tom. Wow, wow, wow.